Hello, it is I, Rin Savinci. The last time we saw our heroes, they were about to face off against a giant skeletal minotaur. They begin their assault with fists, missiles of magic, and bombs flying. The Lady Gilda goes toe-to-toe, laying on hands and blasting the creature with positive energy. She punches and punches until the skeletal giant falls to pieces. Moving through to the next room, they find a hallway and a door with green energy emanating through the cracks. Opening the door, they find a small washroom, while the energy highlights along the wall to form the words, I was Otari, save me below. They slip from the wall and lead them back through the hall, the room, and towards the cave, and through a wall, letting Lady Gilda discover a secret door that leads down. Feeling it is smarter to find another way to the surface first, they head back. Finding a torture chamber and another secret door, they enter a room beneath the base of the gauntlet. Within is an emanating, swirling, blue-dark energy, the giant, decaying corpse of a purple worm. Turning back again to find yet another way up, they enter a room that is remarkably and uncannily clean. Through one more door they discover a room painted in a hellscape, in an evil fly-like cherub, a deceitful creature called a Zebub, contracted to keep the area clean. An encounter ensues. As they beat the creature down, it begs for mercy, and in return shows Tulak a vision from his past. It shows a man who follows the same trail as the green energy. They suspected it was a trap, but perhaps it is the true spirit of Otari. know about you guys but i love beer i love you drunk <laughs> i wish we should play drunk pathfinder drunk finder too much math we- man yes. we do every other week <laughs> foundry does all the math for you scott don't worry about it <laughs> what's uh what's your favorite kind of beer duncan favorite kind of beer Oh, no, no, it's a loaded question. Yeah, you can't not (laughs) piss somebody off with that kind of answer. (laughs) I know how to piss the whole world off. I don't like loggers and pilsners. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's that's your typical snooty 
beer drinker kind of opinion <laughs> to have. Um, yeah, very Pacific Northwest of you. <laughs> I'm not going to say any beer sucks besides whatever your favorite one is, Freeman. But in general, I like a good sour, you know, fruity beer. Not too sour, but a nice, nice tangy, nice, nice sit in the sun kind of beer. Such a dramatic pause there. <laughs> yeah, I think he was trying to read the can I just put on the camera. <laughs> yeah, your antics behind the uh, microphone, Freeman, they're just, they're making me, you know, f- forget all about the fruity, fruity beers I love so much. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, Freeman's up to no good as per usual on the camera. I don't know what you're talking about. Put your pants back on. <laughs> I refuse. Absolutely not. <laughs> I pathfinder with no pants or I don't pathfinder at all. <laughs> you know, that could be true this whole time. You could have been recording with no pants on and we'd have no way of knowing. Oh, man. Most of the time I don't have pants on. It's just pants finder. <laughs> <laughs> I could never really find my pants. <laughs> that feels like a different, better show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we quickly got from what's Duncan's favorite beer to uh, me not wearing pants. <laughs> You know, it's happened before. <laughs> I've no doubt. I've no doubt. Uh, speaking of uh, no pants, why don't well just dive right in? You guys ready to go? Because you guys just just beat down this zubub, this this baby with with a fly's body. Um, looks like a like a ch- cherubim with with a long fly tongue, and it's not very pretty. That's fine. I didn't want to talk about my favorite beer either. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you tirade about kokanee. <laughs> Whoa, come on, man. First of all, it's PBR. Oh, why, uh, why how PBR? How could that possibly be your favorite beer? It's not my... F- okay, PBR is my favorite beer to drink a lot of. Ugh. It's like drinking nothing at all. Fat Tug <laughs> is my favorite, like, strong beer, you know, to sit down in a pub and have a Fat Tug. And if it's, uh, you know, a nice patio day, I just walk down to House of Funk and have a Funk Juice Sour. Just a few blocks from where I live. A beauty. Funk Juice Sour, eh? Okay, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to go down that road of beer snobbery, but trying to defend yourself with, first of all, it's PBR. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Take some wins out of your sails right away. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it comes, it comes in 15s. Oh my god! Good price point. You're a glutton, <laughs> and they're not bad if they're a little warm. I, I do agree with you, actually. It's camping, you know. When you're out camping, you got to be ready for that. Yeah, that's that's what that's what really sold it for me. A warm lager. That's what's gonna sell. <laughs> oh, or what about like an ice cold bottle of MGD? Whew. That's <laughs> oh no. The last time I drank MGD, I it was I was uh, pouring Campari in it and squeezing lime juice. <laughs> Delicious. That's, a, that's actually pretty all right. But it just totally masks the, the horrendousness of a shitty lager. And that's why it's delightful. Also, I love Campari. Fair enough. Lucky lager right. is my favorite growing up. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, after that, Travis, <laughs> you might as well just go to James. <laughs> James and I agree on on some beers, uh, but not all. Yeah. Um, so I have a stock answer, but it's very out of character. Oh, no. So like if it, it it it's really dependent, but if I were to choose my favorite beer of all, it would be like a just below room temperature, like a lightly cellared Fantôme Saison or Saison du Pomp, like one of those oh, two, like yeah. a very very classic French Saison. 
Um, if I had to go North America, the Brooklyn Sriracha Ace Saison that they released in 2017 was absolutely spectacular. But if it's like a beer that I'm just going to drink anytime, any place, anywhere, it's Guinness. Easily Guinness. I could, uh, I yeah. could have a Guinness for any at any time of the day, and I did on my holiday. Mm-hmm. I love, I love Guinness very, very much. What's your thoughts about uh, canned and or bottled Guinness as opposed to draft? Uh, canned is is doable. Um, I've got a can of Guinness queued up for after I finish my tea. Actually, uh, bottled Guinness is an abomination under God <laughs> and, sh- and should be destroyed. <laughs> You're not Agreed. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Love Guinness. Love uh, Guinness. Guinness in Canada, I, I would assume maybe just in North America, but um, if you get it in the keg, it's imported. But if it's bottled or canned, it's it's contract brewed. Yeah. And it's it's not as creamy as the Irish stuff. Like when I yeah. was in Scotland, the Guinness extra cold, like insane, like changed changed my life. I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. Guinness Guinness on the home turf. It's just unbelievably delicious. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. desperately want to visit Ireland just just for that. <laughs> there's, there's a depth of flavor there that in the malts and in the roast that we just don't get over here. Do you ever fuck yeah. around with like a black and tan? Oh, uh, used to. Used to. We used to do a black and black and blue with blueberry ale back home, too. Ooh. Black and tan is harp and Guinness, correct? Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people just do it with a lager of some kind. And then what's the what's the one where you float Guinness on a cider? Is this a snake? Is that a snake bite? Yeah, I think no. It is. A snake is a pint of cider and a shot of creme de cassis. No. Oh. oh, I thought a snake bite was uh, was lager and cider mixed together, and then grenadine dropped in. I think that there's a bunch of fuckery with the names. Yeah. So this the original snake bite was like outlawed for a while there. The the pint of cider and the the shot of creme de cassis. It was. You weren't allowed to serve it in bars in North America for a little while there, if I remember right, correctly. You're not allowed to mix beer with with uh, liquor or liqueurs, right? That was like the uh, some weird rule. Yeah, because it 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 goes down so quick and so hard, and it it hits you yeah. like a sack of bricks like <laughs> 20 minutes later. Yeah, like you'll be totally the... fine, and then a block away and just vomiting. <laughs> What's the average ABV of creme de cassis? Is it a little bit higher than you expect? Or I think it's like 40. percent Really? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that'll fuck you up. That's like uh, I don't know if Duncan, you were were we, we were working together at this time, but when Moosehead back home started brewing their own Radler, they were doing a five percent Radler, mm. and we were serving it with double shots of gin in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was <laughs> me out get hammered. <laughs> it's unbelievably drunk. It was tasty. The Pump House uh, Crafty Radler, which is just delicious, that the tap um, mm. tap all over the place, and yeah, you right. that would be five or six percent. I can't recall, but regardless, we'd be getting two shots of gin in there and not much more <laughs> oh, else for the rest of yeah. the day it it started when we got like a keg of stiegel rattler which is only like 2.3 or 2.4 percent and then we were throwing gin in that and that was all right but then when we got the five percent beer and it was just as tasty oh yeah <laughs> oh look out yeah it's <laughs> bad news bears yeah and for the listeners in eastern canada you cannot serve more than two ounces of hard liquor at a time so that's the yeah. maximum they can do even in a martini Actually, I found out not all that long ago that that's untrue, but there were uh, there was like some lobbying for uh, that happened. And um, basically all of the reps for liquor started telling all the bars that, but there was no actual legal requirement. So they actually do have the three ounce cap, but Uh-oh. nobody knew about it for a really long time because they were being told it wasn't the case. Okay. In Ontario, when I took my smart serve, it was on the smart serve test. Can was you it? serve somebody a triple? And the answer was no. Okay. Uh, I'm certainly thinking of like Maritimes, New Brunswick and stuff. 
The laws are a little more lax out there. Charlottetown's had a moonshine distillery for like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> they know what's up. <laughs> Man, All straight lightning <laughs> will, will ruin you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but uh, the lines are open. Call in with your favorite beer listeners. We're, we're ready. <laughs> we're, we're ready. Yeah, shout outs if you love PBR. Oh, yeah. no. I do love PBR. I was a ska kid growing up, so PBR is the is the drink of ska, ska kids everywhere. <laughs> Great for shotgunning. Yeah, and that has been uh, Uncharted Breweries. <laughs> what, I don't get to talk about my favorite beer? No. God! Uh, I'm actually quite quite interested. <laughs> it's gonna be snooty. I hope it's snooty, like like the 2015 barley wine from How Sound, like something real specific with a vintage on it. A single plum floating in perfume, served in a man's hat. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't have like a, a very very specific one. I don't I don't think in particular, but like I I do love stouts and porters. I love saisons and hefts and wheat beers, and and uh, I have a particular love for Belgian style beer. I love Belgian-style beer. But yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place. I'm all over the place. I'm a little bit sick of hazies. Hazy beers right now, New England styles. And out here, everyone just calls them a hazy style. And, and they're just everywhere. Like, they're, they're tasty, but my God. You think they're bad here? Take a trip out east. We could not get a Western-style IPA in Toronto. It was all New England, and they were all mediocre. Yeah, it was more or less the same when I when I went to visit home. There was just so many of them, and most of the West Coast styles, quote unquote, were were pretty lacking. Yeah, I mean, you just got some weird information. Uh, you were just given a um, a flashback. Uh, you were a recorded memory of this this person, you know, running through the 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 halls down here, and uh, it followed the same trail as that that light. And uh, as that vision finishes. You snap back and you have this this zibub, this this creature sort of cowering now and and whimpering. You, you let you let me go now, please. We will let you live, fiend. But you stay out of our way. We don't want to be attacked again by you. I must I must carry out my my duties. Maybe don't tell anybody you saw us either. I can't even go anywhere anyway. I'd like your word on that one, though. It's all in my contract. If you can find my contract, you'll know. If you can find my contract, maybe I can be done with this and go home. He starts to look around the room where you see he's painted this sort of like childlike hellscape on the walls. Where is your contract? I don't know. They don't tell me that sort of thing. But until I have my contract, until I find some sort of loophole... Or, or or see that it's done, I'm stuck here. Is there any other information we think we can get out of him? Like, we saw the memory of Otari. Does that mean we think he was there for that? Or, or, or what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, if there's an Otari lore, perhaps, that would work there. But I don't know if it would suffice here. Well, that was Otari the person. I think the oh, Otari, Otari the person. Is, um... Right, just Otari. I got town lore, yeah. I say we just move on from here. Like, there's nothing else we can really do with him. Let's just keep clearing clearing rooms. Oh. You know what? We've been looking for a stairway out. Do you think it could point us to the direction of a staircase that maybe leads upwards? Uh, 
there was one that was down at the south of the hall, I think. But I have not left here in centuries. So do you just clean up this level then, or...? Just these rooms here. Just these two? The rooms to the, to the south there, yes. So you just like you did come through this cleaning supply uh, spot, but yeah. there's a door so, so that you haven't gone in. Are there any other enemies here that may attack us? Uh, maybe. Like I said, I, I haven't left these rooms. We'll let you know if we see your contract. And what's in the room across the hall? As used to be some storage for, for clockwork, clockwork creatures and whatnot. But it's all broken down. Physic, you're mighty good with your hands. Do we think that that could be of value to us? Or maybe with that um, that little goblin doll we picked up, maybe we could find a, a spirit gem that wasn't completely tormented. It's, it's worth taking a look, but we better stay on our guard. We've seen these things spring to life before. I guess moves to the south towards that door. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do something crazy here and uh, take the defend action. Whoa. <laughs> Coming out is hot. How unlike you. Who are you? I don't even know you anymore. Oh, no, wait. My tower shield is apparently broken. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. How are, you, how are your infused reagents looking, Physic? How are your spell slots there, Tuhok? Empty. <laughs> oh, no. I got uh, a, a reagent left. Not that it would be. I say we clear this room and then just try to work towards the uh, finding a way out. Okay, I think I can live through one combat without my shield. I don't have a lot of confidence in it, but... Worst case scenario, if if it's bad in there, just shut the door. But it could just be empty. Okay. Pull out that axe. Uh, she might stick with the punches for now, because I can infuse them with the power of the Rory. Lay on hands. <laughs> uh, and she cracks the door. Okay. Ooh, I don't know if I like what I see. You crack the door and you you find a pair of hulking humanoid objects. Yeah, they stand quietly in the chamber in the uh, southeast and west corners, and each are covered in a thick layer of dust. Not the adjective I wanted to hear there. <laughs> Gilda, perhaps... Perhaps we should leave. Not risk another fight in case these creatures come alive. Well, I could give him a poke, she says as she pulls out her javelin. <laughs> he nods. Also, I'd like to toss in here, I'd like to detect magic, and he kind of sidles up next to Gilda. And Physic will be drawing a uh, lesser healing potion. And yeah, you you poke it and some dust falls off. Magic? Uh, ne pas de magique. That's French, listeners. Fairly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ne pas de magique. Ah oui. So she steps into the room. Uh, wh- uh, what, is, what is it when you're quiet stealth? Um, sneak? Avoiding notice? Sneak action? Avoid notice. Uh, yeah, so yeah. she's going to try and avoid notice so she takes a five-foot step next to this one and pokes that with a javelin. Okay. And a couple, couple bits of dust fall off. And that's it. Tulok enters the room behind her and would like to take a peek at these things. What's going on? Qu'est-ce Is there anything else in the room? Uh, you take a look, Tulak, and you see that the, these seem to be, um, I mean, they were certainly clockwork at one time, but they're certainly broken down now, um, but you're not 100% sure with a perception check, like, you know, what their exact function was. But you do see some perfectly rounded spherical gemstones in the southeastern one that are sort of in its inner workings. But I think I'll, I will need a, probably a crafting check 
Physic, come in here and take a look at these. Alright, Physic scurries his way in the room. Probably pretty intimidated by the size of this thing, I imagine. What are they, like six, seven feet tall? Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty damn big. Okay. So yeah, a crafting check for that there gem. Is it one per gem, or...? No, it's just on the whole the whole construct itself. Okay. I'm going to use my cooperative nature to attempt an aid, and I do not with a nine. Okay. Uh, regardless, that was a 21. Nice. You uh, you can you can tell that the, these are what you would call clockwork assistants. So they probably just helped with the general maintenance of this of this level. And the gemstones are actually just bearings. Although they, as a as a group, might be worth a little bit of money, about about five gold. Okay, five gold for the pair. Um, okay, so I'll turn to the others. Like, well, these just look like mindless slave bot things. I mean, we we can take these gems out for some money. It looks like our friend up here has the uh, has the place looking nice and tidy. Okay, let's take them and go. All right. Is he able to retrieve them with that 21 crafting chest? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. You can quickly pop a, pop a little spot open and just peel them out. Okay. I'll just grab them for now. And... Oh, there's eight of them. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a set of eight, essentially. Or is it... Oh, no, there's eight. Is there eight total? Yeah, that's what it tells me here. There's eight units in a boundary, at least. Okay. Hand off the chest piece. <laughs> He put an eight by accident. <laughs> Fine, you can have it. <laughs> I mean, you guys, there's only three of you. You need gold. <laughs> but each one's worth five gold. Go for it. Okay, we are a meager, poorly folk, so. <laughs> Still not going to buy me the gear that I need, so. <laughs> yeah. And you've already borrowed a bunch, haven't you? <laughs> uh, just from the, the treasury, yeah, but I also do double damage on my punches, so. Yeah, you do. Worth it. Uh, Tulak follows Lady Gilda out of the room, going north and then west back into the hallway. Uh, Physic, can you shut the doors behind you? Make sure that Zubob doesn't actually fly out if there's some sort of open door clause. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. And he is shutting all those doors pretty quickly on the way out. Just slamming it right in the little fly's face. That's rude! (laughs) Tulak begins avoiding notice, uh, kind of slinking down this hallway as they move south. So this is like a a 10-foot-wide hallway, a very processional kind of style hallway. Um, The ceilings here are vaulted and go up to like a dozen feet high. There are three broken metal brackets that hang from the ceiling. One to the south, one to the north, and one in the middle. Although what the frames once held uh, is not immediately clear. The floor is strewn with pieces of rotten wood and twisted metal. Uh, it, it goes on for, for quite a length. It's like 90 feet long or more. Tulok would like to do a perception check a couple times as they're moving down the hallway just to see if there are any traps laying in wait for them. Oh, just Physic would like to be moving along searching for like secret uh, doors or whatever along the walls. Okay. Are either of you experts in either of those fields? Nope. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. You're trained. Just trained. Okay. Could I do a lore heraldry to figure out what maybe this hallway was used for? Um, not going to be applicable for heraldry. Okay. Uh, society, then. Well, oh, society... I'll allow society or crafting. 
Oh, sorry. You're looking for the, you're thinking for the hallway. Um, sorry, I was thinking about the brackets in the ceiling. No, no. The what what the hallway would have been used for, and like the likelihood of there being an exit at the end of it is kind of what I'm looking for here. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can go ahead and roll me society on that. There we go. So far, you're having a hard time pinning down what this level was used for um, in general, but this sort of gives you the impression that it was meant to either impress or intimidate someone visiting. Intriguing. Can I roll a a spirit lore about that, like, ghostly light that we followed earlier, just to see if I can get any more info about it? That was the vision of Otari that we got from the Zibub. But there was also the lights that came from the bathroom too, right? Earlier. Oh, right. Like the wispy green light. And they followed the same path. Uh, I, 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 I want to say yes, but I want to know what it is you're looking for other than just general more information. Like, what what, what are you trying to get out of? Like, why why is it there? Is this, Does his soul need saving? Is there something tied into it that... Okay. Like, because yep. obviously many people have died here. Why is there only the ghost of Otari? Right? Right. Like, there's mm-hmm. fucking torture chambers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I will roll that for you. And is he a wisp now? Mm-hmm. You have no reason to think that uh, he's a wisp, but uh, given that wisps are not undead, you feel as though you know a little bit about ghosts, and ghosts tend to remain because there's unresolved business. Something has gone horribly wrong or what have you, and they have to, like, find peace in, in certain events. Resolution, thank you. And if this truly is the ghost of Otari, then you might suspect that, you know, you, no one at any point has ever heard of a level below the gauntlet. So what you're exploring here is something that no one knows about. And that would have certainly been unfinished business for the Rose Guard. But Otari died. But when did he die? Right. Maybe not when everyone thinks. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that in hand, let's continue south. And I would like to, yeah, perception checks to see if there's anything, okay. traps or anything in this hallway. So I want you and Physic to uh, move 10 feet at a time. And I'm going to roll those perception checks for you as you go. Okay. Just chugging along. Uh, I think Gilda will scout ahead of the two of them. Okay. Well, if I'm checking, checking for traps, you might not want to go ahead. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> You can still scout amongst... He's looking for traps. You're keeping an eye out for, for other dangers. Uh, you pass a door on the eastern side near the bottom. And as you get to the bottom, or the, the, the southern end of the hallway, you, you find there's a double door to the west and a single door to the east as well. So at the very southern end of the hallway, with the double doors to the west and the single door to the east, uh, I would like to listen at the single door to the east. Okay, taking a listen there. Uh, yeah, you hear the sounds of metal clanging and wood splintering from inside. Detect magic? Uh, you do not detect any magic. It's got to be the double door, right? Why would they bring uh, a, a fancy guest down through a single door when there are these, these giant double doors here? This whole thing would have been a touch ostentatious. Uh, back when it was in use, or I guess more in use than it currently is. So I think it's got to be these two, right? 
I trust your judgment. I can't say I know too much about being in large, fancy buildings like this. It is quite out of my nature. Uh, what do the doors look like? Are they similar to all the other doors, or are they like a touch more ornate, like I'm assuming they are? They're actually not, no. They're they're pretty standard, although they, they look like they're well-built, but currently sodden and swollen. Right. But yeah, not not like overly ornate, no like filigree or anything like that. I will also do a perception check at the door. Okay. And you hear a very light sound of rummaging or some such. Detect magic? Like dirt or rocks being moved around a bit. Uh, No magic. Okay, so we have rummaging on one side and grinding on the other side. More More like clanging than grinding. Splintering wood, clanging metal. Splintering wood doesn't sound great. Well, uh, you know, they both seem a little ominous to me. What do you boys think? We could try that other door. We passed one. See if it's silent. Yeah, physical walk up to that door that was about halfway down the hall and take a listen to that. And you also hear the metal clanging and wood splintering from there as well. Presumably the same room. Meaning presumably a very big room. Should we just pop this door and see what's behind? Don't mind saying I'm a little nervous about it, but we certainly could. At the worst case, shut the door and we'll head back out by the boat. Okay, does Lady Gilda want to do the honors, or...? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Your your choice there, Physic. Wait, can we not fix your shield? Is there... We can take ten minutes to fix it, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, what are we doing here? Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's best avoided because Duncan hates shields and James's characters, so... Yeah, this is... Uh, I'm going to do my own crafting check to start. <laughs> see how that goes. Good plan. Yeah. Why don't you try and aid, Physic? You can't You can't injure anything that way. Okay, yeah. I'll <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I failed. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? I mean, I am. How about a 25... Oh, nice. <laughs> that should be a crit, baby. Yep, yeah, yeah. back up to max. Okay, I feel good again. Up to max. Okay, that's sweet. What about what about health? How's everyone's health looking? <laughs> I'm, I'm only down one. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm down about 11. Uh, we can we can try it. We got the time. A little treat wounds action? We know how this okay. goes. I'm gonna attempt I mean, while to physics you fixing your shield, you can treat wounds yourself. I don't know if you have medicine or not, but yeah, you know what? I'll, uh, well, he's well, he's taking that ten minutes. I will, I will give it a go. Uh, if you want, can he aid me while he's while he's repairing? I don't see why not. Just kind of watch and be like, yeah, no, you want to sew up this part and not that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I really hope one of us takes battle medicine next round. <laughs> That is a nine, so uh, not a critical failure, but not a success either. Yeah, wouldn't be wouldn't be passing with a with an aid. Yeah, it's fine. She's uh, okay. she's immune for the next or, hour. Potion or enter now? <laughs> I think enter. Um, unless you guys are sitting on, you know what? Let's just enter. Let's see what. Happens. Yeah, I'm avoiding notice, ready to go. Okay, I okay. am defending with that shield up. I'm still holding a minor or lesser healing potion. Just so All we're right. clear, I 100% don't think this is the right room. Uh, and she <laughs> opens the door. 
And you got the door, and it's just a real tight little hallway to start. You can see immediately to the, the north, there's an, another single door, and to the east as well. Um, but it does curl around to the south to a 10-foot wide room. And the metal clanging and banging is much, much louder with the door open. You step in and peek around the corner, and you see two creatures toiling at assembling a pair of broken ballastae. Oh. And they are just, like, cobbling it together and in a really, really strange way. And they seem to be focused on their work for the time being. Oh, shit. And haven't noticed you just yet as you peek around the corner. Uh, she will slowly back out if she can. Okay. I'm going to roll a stealth check for you to do so sneakily. Yeah. Not not excited about that. You got a sweet, sweet seven on the die for a six total. Yep, Oof. that sounds as right. As you bump into some wood, <laughs> it clatters on the floor, and one just turns and says, Huh? <gasps> and we're going to roll for initiative. hey Well, you called it, James. Yeah, again, it's an ostentatious hall. I can't imagine them bringing them in through a side door that's connected to another side door. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. We haven't Uh, all grown up reading Jane Austen novels and knowing about the ostentatiousness of large palatial grounds. Well, maybe your character should crack a book sometime. (laughs) (laughs) He's more of a sci-fi guy. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) This this thing turns you, scream something, and then the other one turns, and they both heft up these strange, like, large crossbow-like things. And these uh, these guys look like this. Oh, weird. Oh, neat. They are clad in, like, these aprons with uh, uh, holes and stuff for tools. So they have tools all in them in, like, a pocket. There's a gears hanging out everywhere. They have these weird little headbands on. Uh, and their eyes are these big, round, like... They look like Gollum. Yeah, they look like Gollum. They really mm-hmm. do. <laughs> but I need to know something very important. I need to know... You have the light spell cast on you still, is that correct? Yeah, I'm on my, she- uh, on my hand wraps of Mighty Blows. Okay. And the... Uh, let's get initiative going here first. Physic, what did you get? Physics got a 15. Okay, and Lady Gilda? Lady Gilda is running with a 23. Okay, pretty good. And two luck. Ooh, natty one for an eight. Wicked. Sleeping in the hallway. Wonder if their eyes are so large because they're, they're, um, they're developed to see more light in darkness. Yeah, that seemed to be the leading question that uh, Freeman was getting up there. Yeah, and they look semi-aquatic because their toes are webbed, too. Ooh. Well, sure enough, it, it turns its head up and yells something. Um, who speaks under common? Both my other characters. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I think that it was small. Oh, no. No one else? Not me. Physic nah? No. Okay. Well, it turns its head, yells something, and then, sure enough, tries to shield its eyes from the light. Uh, that's is uh, emanating from Lady Gilda's fist, and um, the furthest one back uh, turns its head and does pretty much the same. And it still tries to crank up its um, crossbow, and 
fires off a shot. Are they before me in the initiative order? Uh, one of them is, yeah. Damn, wow. <laughs> they actually, you actually rolled the same, but it has the higher uh, initiative bonus. Uh, no, I go first then. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, I a have thing. a feat. Oh, yeah, my pilgrim's token feat. Whenever I tie, I go first. Hey. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I'll, I'll change this initiative here. So you are up first then. And they've both, they've both just uh, peeled back uh, and are, are reeling at the light. That's, that's why I asked, because I've been waiting for it. So uh, good. Oh, right. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, seeing that she's got an advantage with the light, she's going to call out to the hallway. There are two creatures in here. They're building um, crossbows of a sort, but they seem to be impervious. Uh, they, they seem to have a trouble processing the light. I'm, I'm going to close the distance. And she takes a step forward with her first action, raise shield with her second action, and with her third action, she gonna punch. She gonna punch. Uh, that is a ten to hit with a <laughs> two on the die. <laughs> That's not gonna do it, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's uh, like recoils back at the light, just in a, in a defensive posture, and just manages to to eke it out of the way. That's that's her. That's all three. Uh, okay, and that's gonna bring us to the first creature uh, who is uh, going to uh, step to the side a bit to try and get a slightly uh, better adv- uh, knowing that its ally is, is in more or less in the way and it's going to attempt to try and shoot at you um, but I have to make a uh, flat check I think wait yeah it's gonna make a, a flat check DC 11 flat check essentially a 50% mischance to try and hit you okay uh, and it rolls a 17, so that's good. So it's going to try and shoot off. And it, it fires this crossbow and, like, forks and knives come out of it and shoot across the room. These, like, cutlery and utensils. Uh, and they just fly right past you and hit the back wall. Totally missing. And then the next one is uh, going to drop its uh, launcher and draw a warhammer. Oh, unexpected. Less whimsical. 40k or Age of Sigmar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's also going to attempt its own flat check uh, 13, so it succeeds. And it's going to try and strike at you for an 18 to hit. 18 is a miss. Bounce off that shield, baby. Okay, and then it's going to step backwards away from you. And they are both seeming now to recover uh, a little bit from the light. Physic, you're up. All right, we got the classic flatware blunderbuss. <laughs> so Physic is going to... Um, okay, I'm sorry I did misspeak earlier when I said I had a lesser healing potion. It should have been a minor healing potion, just because that's okay. a little bit different. Um, so Physic's going to stride behind one Miss Lady Gilda and just just not risk it and administer that, uh, that potion right now. Okay. And Lady Gilda will take 6 HP back. Okay, that's not bad. It's pretty close to full. Yeah, third action, I'd like to recall knowledge on one of these here beasties. Uh, that is going to be a society check. Okay. And, ooh, you nailed it. Uh, you got 25. Hey. These are Morlocks. Um, they are... They're creatures that live in the Darklands, 
which are well below uh, the uh, the surface, uh, though they tend to uh, live in the upper reaches of the Darklands. Yeah, despite their wiry frames, they, they are reasonably strong and quite swift. And these guys in particular appear to be engineers, and Morlocks are known for, for their aptitude for quickly cobbling things together. Um, they have an ability called Uncanny Tinker. Uh, where they can repair things like really quickly and whatnot. So clearly, they're putting trying to put that to use. And the, these these in particular are Morlock engineers. Average Morlock has has this uh, some ability like this, but these guys are especially better at it. Um, and they probably have created these these launchers, these junk launchers themselves. Um, what else would you like to know? If after we kill them, Physic can use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they seem like creatures after Physic's own heart, except for the whole trying to murder him with flatware blunderbusses kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Blue Raja. The, uh, they have no weaknesses to speak of. They are like, they're humanoids. Um, they're not very common, certainly not in the service anyway. Okay. Well, I did just not react to that Mystery Men reference from James, so I'm going to have to back that up and go, <laughs> good one, James. <laughs> <laughs> Physics next level is a level in Vigilante, so it can be the Blue Raja with that blunderbuss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, that's my turn. Okay. Tulak. All right. Tulak will stride into the room, sidling up next to Lady Gilda, and will cast Tentacular Limbs. His Ooh. arms... I got... I that, I almost fucked that up. So his <laughs> arms grow out with kind of like smoky black apparitions around them, and uh, his arms extend. And then once he is in there, he would like to attempt to demoralize the northmost. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, and you are demoralizing how with the limbs? No. He is going okay. to say, put your weapons down or you will die here today. You will never see the Darklands again. I was okay. kind of hoping he was going to demoralize with a little, like, tentacular tickle or something. I knew. Uh, that is a 13 intimidation. Uh, and that will not do it, I'm afraid. That is okay. That was a shit roll. Five on the die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it is now, like, fully recovering from the light. Or not fully, but, um, it is no longer blinded. It, it appears to, like, take you all in now, or both of them do. And, uh, but they do appear a little bit off kilter. So they are, they do have the dazzled condition. And, uh... The one you yelled at just, you know, kind of rubs its eyes for a sec and then just sneers at you and gets itself ready. And Lady Gilda, top of the round two. Either of you boys have anything that could blind them? Some magnesium powder or a different light spell that won't leave me blind? She says as uh, she raises that shield, takes a step forward, and punches at this thing yet again. Okay. Uh, that is an 11 to hit. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> that's that's her. That's all three. Okay. The uh, Southern Engineer is also going to drop its projectile launcher and draw its Warhammer, and then it steps into the same space as the other one, and they enter what's called a swarming stance where these creatures, despite them both being medium in size, can occupy the same space and take advantage of the this sort of strange stance to um, get a bonus on their attacks. Interesting. That's, that's whole turn, but this other one is going to strike at you again with the uh, Warhammer. Is there a fun little dance involved in that? 
Oh, there's they're oh they're boogieing. <laughs> like, got a little boogie action going on. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Gogeta mode now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two's uh, a hit. Yeah. Twenty-two hits, and you're gonna take eight bludgeoning. Uh, I'm gonna shield block that. I think. Okay. Take five off, and we both take three. Okay, and another swing comes in with a 21 to hit. 21 is a meat to beat. Ooh. Damn. Seven damage coming through. Uh, okay. And with this bonus, it's going to try for a third one, and it's going to be 11 to hit. 11 is a miss. Suck it, barn. <laughs> Physic, you're up. Okay. Well, the bombs aren't going to do much good because I can actually see everybody's token, and I'm going to use splash damage on them if I try. Uh, I'm okay taking splash damage. Okay, uh, yeah, if you're cool with it. Uh... Yeah, by all means, man. Yeah, if you can hit both of them with the main damage. Okay, well, this looks like a, a mighty fine time for an alchemist fire, if only they uh, they came up in a nice big splash. But Oh, nat 20. On oh, uh, boy. a pile. Of- <laughs> boy. Oh, oh yeah. Let's oh, get him. Oh boy. And I think, honestly, I think rules is written. You wouldn't strike both, but I love it too much that it's got to happen. Okay. Yeah, it's got to. It's got to happen. I think you just crit both of these with your bomb. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's roll some damage. So they will each take 13 fire damage as a base. 13 and 13. Uh, plus, they will each take uh, one splash damage and one persistent fire damage. And suck it. Burn. All right. And what do I take? One splash? Uh, one splash to Lady Gilda. One splash, yeah. With heavy apologies. All good. And do I take persistent fire as well, then? No. Uh, no, you just take splash. Okay. Only direct hits add the persistent. So worth it. Yep. Oh, man. Wicked. And uh, <laughs> so because I had a quick bomber that was only one action, so I can stride forward, stary step forward while drawing another minor healing potion. Okay. So since that was fire, did that light up the room at all? Um, yeah, I went ahead a flash, but they don't seem to be uh, quite affected by it. Okay, got it. Um, you're now picking up that uh, it's the initial introduction of light that and then they recover slightly but they need to get back into darkness before they're fully recovered uh tulak you're up all right so tulak will reach past lady gilda his arms smoky apparition extending and will cast chill touch okay i'm gonna roll uh, a 1d2 to determine which one this ends up targeting yes sir and what do you got is, a, is it a fortitude save for me? Is it, it is a basic fortitude save. Okay. I rolled a sweet 10. That is a fail, and they will take seven points of negative damage. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. And he will just, again, attempt to intimidate. If I remember correctly, I don't think you can do a, a multiple attempts on the same one. I, I could be wrong about that. Oh, yeah. They're temporarily immune for 10 minutes. I'll do the other one. More lock. More like more cock. <laughs> You'll be going down today. <laughs> I could use Sorry, a compliment or a... <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I hope you roll really low to reflect how terrible that intimidation is. You're hung like a horse, douchebag. <laughs> uh, it's a 22. 
<laughs> okay, apparently it's afraid of more cock. <laughs> As you absolutely give it a frightened one condition. Uh, okay, <laughs> good work, Tulak, Lady Gilda, round three. Uh, Gilda is going to take her tower shield and sweep at the legs of these two creatures and attempt to trip one. Oh, okay, sweet. Uh, I'll do the same to see which one you end up targeting. Okay. And that's an athletics check versus its reflex DC. Okay. That is a fucking nine. That's another uh, two on the die. <laughs> yep. Afraid not. That, uh, she will attempt it again, I think. Okay. Now, uh, this has the attack trait, just so you know, in case yep. you're unaware. So it can, uh, it, it takes the multiple attack penalty. Uh, which is a minus, minus five. Minus five, even though I'm agile. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's it's the the trip action itself has the attack trait. Uh, that is a sixteen. Uh, not gonna do it. I'm afraid. Okay, these things are very lanky and uh, swift. Okay. Uh, since she can't do that, the d20s don't seem to be working in my favor. Uh, she will raise a shield. Okay. First Morlock is going to strike with its warhammer. Uh, 22 to hit again. Yeah, 22's a hit. Uh, 11 bludgeoning damage coming yeah, through. Yeah, she's gonna shield block this one. Okay. Uh, 11, so that's 6. 6 each, yeah. Uh, it swings another time for a 17. 17's a miss. And a 5. And the next one's just gonna do the same. They are just sticking to this stance. Uh, oh, it uh, takes its 2. Sorry, I just gonna make sure I don't forget the Persistent damage here takes its two damage, but then shakes off the persistent, and its frightened condition comes off. We're gonna have to back up after this, boys. <laughs> uh, its frightened condition shouldn't come off yet. Uh, it's not at the end of its turn. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the second one. My apologies. Yeah, that's gonna be a sweet twenty-seven to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. It's a, bit, it's a big, big old hit. This might put her down. Oh shit! I didn't know you were that low. Yeah, yeah, I'm down to ten now. Okay, I, f I, f I forgot to do flat checks on some of these because they are dazzled. Uh, so I'm just doing some retroactive ones and they just nailed pretty much all of them. But uh, this one actually f failed it on this 27 to hit. So okay. you're safe there. And it's going to go for another one and it's good. Uh, oh, that's not it. Uh, it's going to be 17 hits, no dice. Nope. And it's going to go for a third, and it fails it. So they are just swinging and swinging. Like a couple good hits, but his, his partner cannot seem to land anything. Uh, physic, you're up. Oh, it takes its... Sorry, it takes its fire damage and fails, so it's still on fire. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Uh, physic is going to administer that health potion that's in his hand. Thank you. A good bet. <laughs> Did you take battle medicine too or no? Yeah, I did. Um, I'm just going to start with the sure bets before I start killing you. Oh, <laughs> speaking of sure bets, there's two big HP back. Ayo. Nice. And he, all, every little bit helps when you're down to 10. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, so you administer the potion, two healing. Did you apply that already, James? Good? Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Physic? Uh, that will be a start to step out of the room, so we got some room. Well, I'll, I guess I'll take a stride around the corner while drawing my healer's tools. Okay, so you are backing out of the room and drawing those out. Tulak. Okay, Tulak will pull out a lesser healing potion and administer to Lady Gilda. Thank you. 
I'll ro- I'll roll it for you, I guess. Yeah, so far the my highest roll has been a three since combat started. That's 12, <laughs> 12 points of healing. That's Ooh. huge. Wow. You want to take over his healer there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> and then he will use his tentacular limbs to reach over and try to unarm strike one of these guys. You're going for a punch. A punch. Going punch. for a punch. Yeah, first one. As a 15 to hit, which I think is a no dice. Uh, that is a no dice, I'm afraid. That's okay. That's the end of his turn. It's a tentastrophe. <laughs> wah, wah. It's a tentacular spectacular. Lady Gilda. Uh, first action is going to be to raise a shield. Uh, second action is going to... I'm going to try that trip again. Okay. That is a 24. There we go. Ooh-hoo. Let's go. That'll do it. Let me just figure out which one falls over. Bam. Falls over. Down. What else okay. you got? She looks over at Tulak kind of like for permission to keep going as opposed to retreating even though that was her plan <laughs> uh like what do you what do you guys think should i be moving out of this room or should i take that that last or should i take another strike yeah let's fucking go Tulak returns the look and just with a steely gaze nods to attack okay <laughs> uh she takes a strike with the hand wraps which has the attack property on the one that's prone yeah okay uh, so it's going to be a minus four. That is a 12. Fuck. Damn it. Nope. Ground yeah. and pound. Ground and pound. <laughs> and not even with the flat-footed, I'm afraid. That's fine. At least they're out of that, like, attack formation for the time being. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the one standing, uh, it's their turn, and, uh, yeah, they definitely don't have advantage of the swarming stance at this point, so... Yeah, that was exactly my plan with it. It is going to um, actually drop its warhammer, and it comes at you with its claws. Uh, Twenty-two to hit. Fuck, I'm rolling yep. good. Seven piercing. As it comes at you. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll use my reaction for that. Oh wait, wait. Let me roll my flat check. I will block that, so I will only take two, and my shield is now broken. Okay. And it swings at you two more times and misses. My shield's broken now, so I'm down to 19 AC as opposed to 21. Uh, yeah, I rolled a natural one and a, and a 10. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just keeping it honest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the one that's prone is now, of course, going to do its best to stand up. Spending an action on that. Re-entering the swarming stance is going to strike at you with its warhammer. Oh, yeah. 27 to hit. Yep. Uh, Eight damage. Yes. And then a uh, 17 to hit. Sorry, one second. I failed the flat check, so none. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) So bad at remembering that. It's what a pain. Okay, so it's got one more attack then. Uh, We. And um, it rolled a 17 for that attack. Okay, that does not hit. And that's going to be, fails its flat check, still on fire, takes two damage, back to Physic. Okay, so Lady Gilda would actually be looking okay for health right now, then? I am, but my shield's shields all busted up. Hmm. And they hitting hard. Yeah. Yeah. And who's got the axe? Is it is it you, Tulak? Yeah. Not that my strength is any good, but... Well, uh, he will have slumped his shoulders when he heard everybody going back into the foray when he thought everybody was fucking leaving, but re-enter the room right behind Lady Gilda. 
how do you feel about one more splash damage there, buddy? Because... Uh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just one, right? Yeah, it's just it's just one. And I'll be right behind you with some, uh, with some healer's tools if we need them. Yeah, I'm okay for now. Okay, so this time it's an acid flask for a 22 to hit. Uh, yep, that's gonna hit. Oh, fuck, that's two, uh, two damage. Let me just double check what okay. we here. Yeah, so two acid damage. Oh, yeah, this is where it's fine. 1d6 persistent acid damage. Oh, just bi- oh, that's the deal, okay. It's just really low initial damage, but big, big persistent. Persistent damage is pretty badass. Um, cool. All right, that's that's a move and a throw. Quick bomber. And he's already got his healer's tools, so I guess with his other hand, he'll draw a dart and end his turn. Okay. Tulak. What do these Morlocks look like? Are they injured or how... Uh, they're looking pretty rough, yeah. <laughs> One of them's on fire. Both of them have acid on them. And they, yeah, they look like they're slowing down a bit. Okay, Tulak is going to pull out another lesser healing potion and just administer to Lady Gilda just to try to get us through this fight. All right. Let's that is going to be 16 points of healing. <sighs> oh, I am well above max with that. Perfect. <laughs> and then we'll again just reach across and try to make an unarmed strike. Not really thinking it's going to hit, but just for fun. Ooh, 19. That hits. Let me yeah. just which one you hit. Okay. How much you got? Three points of damage. Three damage. All right. A little little bit in there. And that's you? Yep. Lady Gilda. Top of round five. Okay. Lady Gilda is kind of... She's she's a little defeated about how how agile these things have been. So uh, she's going to free action, release that tower shield, and it comes clattering to the ground. She's going to reach out and try and grapple one of these uh, these Morlocks. Okay. As an athletics versus your uh, fortitude DC. And maybe Morlock 1, the one that's not on fire. <laughs> uh, I don't think I get the choice because they're in that whirlwind formation. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to determine which one, if any. Okay, and uh, go ahead and roll it up. Uh, that is a 22. Yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. It is grabbed. Okay. Uh, what does the grabbed condition do? What? <laughs> I didn't look into this before I started. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded so badass to begin with. Uh, they uh, are basically they're flat-footed and immobilized, so they can't move of their own volition, and uh, yeah, they have the flat-footed condition. And um, they must succeed. If they try to use a manipulate action, they have to do a flat check or they lose the action. Okay. And also, can they make attacks with two-handed weapons? Uh, yeah, they can still attack. Okay. Yeah. So with her next action, she's going to attempt a punch with that uh, against the one she's grappling. Okay. Uh, map minus four. That is a 24 with a natural 20. Oh, hey. fuck yeah. We like that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is 14 points of bludgeoning damage. She just pulls back and smacks this thing right in the mouth. Him dead. <laughs> I'm very, very dead. <laughs> uh, and she will attempt another grapple on the last one, which will be uh, minus 10, which is ridiculous, but I really don't have a whole lot else I can do. Okay. I'll tell you, the Fortitude is their lowest uh, DC, so... That's kind of what I was hoping for, but it's this roll minus 3. 
So. <laughs> uh, that is an 11. No, afraid not. Okay. Not quite that low. <laughs> All right, that's your turn. That's it. All right, that one's dead, and the next one comes up and is going to... Um, I forget which one was uh, which one was stacking with the claws, but uh, if it if it hasn't dropped its warhammer, it will and go at you with the claws. Um, ooh, twenty-seven to hit. Oof. Yep, six damage. Okay. Oh wait, let me roll my flat check. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, and then I rolled an eight to hit. And that's miss. a miss. And it is just going to keep attempting three to hit. Uh, it's looking pretty desperate now. Physic. Oh, it fails. It's uh. It's acid check, but only takes one damage and succeeds. It's fire check and takes two. All right, Physic, can you take down the last one with your silly little dart? That would be absolutely great. Uh, so let's try it. I guess I'd be... Lesser cover. That's what I was gonna say. You don't have to lecture me every time, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's barn mom to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of do have to lecture me every time, so... <laughs> Okay, from Lesser Cover, throws for an 11. Nope. <laughs> That's why I have to elect you. Yeah. You're a failure. I guess you got me there. Tra- Lady Gilda, you're doing okay for uh, for HP? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm four down. Well, then I must be hitting with this one, a, uh, a 12. <laughs> no. <laughs> Throw, draw, throw. Tulak. All right, Tulak uh, looks to the ground and sees some stones or, or a big piece of timber on the ground. That halberd right there. Yeah, the halberd <laughs> on the ground. Go, yeah, that broken, and broken weapon on the ground. Using his mind, he whips it at this motherfucker. That is going to be ah, an eleven to hit. It bounces no. off the wall. And then no he will dice. reach out for another unarmed strike. Ten to hit. Misses. <laughs> That's his turn. I can't believe we're around six in this combat. <laughs> I know. I've only made one hit so far, and it was the natural 20. <laughs> Crazy. All right, Lady Gilda, what do you got? First action will be to punch, I think. Yeah, it's rough. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. That is 13 damage. Jeez. (laughs) I rolled two twos on my natural 20, so, like, (laughs) this is more indicative of average damage. (laughs) All right, him dead too. Falls over onto the corpse of his friend, and that is the end of combat. Nice. Yeah, I think you were right. This wasn't the right room. (laughs) Well, good job nonetheless. At least we know that it's... Not the right room. She's just, like, sweating. Like, she spent so much time trying to punch these things out. And so many misses, like... <laughs> Blocking the shield, throws it on the ground. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> you were literally, like, fighting toe-to-toe with two, like, you know, four limbs, essentially, just coming yeah. at you. <laughs> and then at one point, she just reaches in, pulls one out, punches it to death, hauls back, and punches the other one to death. <laughs> She's tired, oh, I think. great. Yeah, big day. Big day for everybody, I think. Big day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything in the room? Uh, she starts looking at the corpses, looking at those ballistas. Yeah. There's just tons of 
tons of junk, tons of broken stuff. Um, the uh, you now that you have uh, a moment, you notice that uh, there are uh, timbers that block the northern door, so that's been like sealed off from this side. And uh, otherwise, yeah, the only thing of value really is uh, the warhammers that they have on their persons. The projectile launchers that they have um, are really ungainly and strangely designed. And uh, yeah, you're not really sure you could put them to any use. All right. So it appears that, yeah, there's the blocked off door in the north. And then also there is one more door to the west. East. 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 Tulak is beside that door to the east. He'd like to listen and detect magic. You hear nothing. Magic? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you detect nothing. <laughs> nice. Actually, no, let me recant that. Some magic. <laughs> hmm. It's either, it's like magic, yes or no. We. Oui. Okay, that's French. That's French. Let's just <laughs> yes, there's magic behind the door. Uh, Lady Gilda, would you like to take some time to repair your shield before we try to move on? Yeah, I think I could. I was just getting a, a might ridiculous. I think I'm tempted once I get a might stronger to to learn how to repair this a bit faster. But my my, uh, yeah, she will um, attempt a repair check on the shield, and that is a 14, which is a fail. Does she look sheepishly over at Physic, who looks sheepishly back? <laughs> I think defeatedly she just hands it to you. <laughs> just with a heavy sigh. Okay. And Physic got a nine, so even more defeatedly he hands it right back broken. <laughs> Rough stuff. She just steps over to the door and uh, cracks it open. Uh, okay, Eastern Door, you crack it open and... Uh, the air in this room is cool and moist. And there's a low stone well that sits in the eastern side. Um, it's only a 10 by 15 foot room, and there are armor and weapons that, and tools that lie in a heap on the northern side of the room. Ooh. There's a rapier, a broken rapier, some studded leather armor, thieves' tools, a healing potion lesser, and 13 gold inside. They're piled up, sorry. Uh, Tulak will take, if no one has objections, one of those lesser healing potions. Uh, the lesser healing potion. Yeah, you just burn two, so. Yeah, Amazing. fill your boots, bud. But, like, don't pour it down your boots to, like, help with your bunions or something. That's not gonna work. Ah. You never know. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the heads up <laughs> on that one. Uh, Steve's tools. Does anyone want them? I'll take them if no one is interested. Um, you I've only got a plus one in thievery, so. You have to be trained in thievery in order to use them appropriately. Ah, uh, just so you know. But I think physic is. Yeah, I so. am. If nobody oh, else okay. Is. You t you can take them then. So you can only really have one set of tools at the ready uh, in your in your uh, bandolier or whatever. But if you're not trying to pick a lock or, or or undo a trap in the midst of combat, then you know if you're out of initiative, then you can kind of do it more freely. Is there supposed to be three sets of three three sets of thieves tools and three sets of studded leather, leather armor? There are actually, yeah. Sorry, I I, I kind of glossed over that. Yeah, there are three oh. sets of thieves tools, three armor, two uh, rapiers that work, and one that's broken. Okay. Um, well, I worry there's, about there's a pile. There's a lot. Yeah, I do worry about bulk going back. I can take the thieves tools. I would like one of the studded leather armors, but I can't take more than one. Just just for my my own little self. 
you like let, if we find the way out we can always come back here bulk up and then go back true yeah all right well let's remember this is here yeah and i chuck the gold into our party party pile i want to look into the well do i see anything down there it drops uh i forget do you have dark vision no so i will take uh pebble off the ground cast light on it okay the light goes out from her hand wraps yeah, so she's... T- <laughs> you're all falling into darkness. Physics got dark vision, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's too late to see a uh, classic drums in the deep style yeah. <laughs> uh, Tolkien-esque scene go down. <laughs> oh, Fool no. of a tuck. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, I haven't dropped it yet, so... Okay, yeah. He will see hand. the thing glowing and go, yeah, maybe I can just look down the, down the well. And he will do that. Uh, asking... One of the two of them to hold. I imagine it's pretty hard for him to actually peer down the well without basically falling into it. Lady yeah. Gilda just grabs him by like the scruff of his neck. <laughs> yeah, just holds him uh, over it. <laughs> just shug knights you over the edge like your vanilla ice. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it drops down about forty feet into a large pool of water. Um, which appears to be, as far as you can tell, a natural reservoir of some kind. And Tulak, as he's looking, you're kind of holding on to him a bit there. Um, you can hear something coming up from the well. It's the sound of splashing mixed with what sounds like uh, a small crowd of voices. Ooh. Can I hear any words in particular? No. It's kind of muffled, and there's a lot of them, and kind of talking and and uh, and like gibbering and making noises and stuff. It just sounds like yeah, a crowd in the distance, a small crowd in the distance. It's a haunt. Can I discern a language or anything? You cannot. Nothing's. There's no clarity, unfortunately. To okay. It. Uh, so he relays this information. Physic, that was a good call because I hear something down there. There seems to be several individuals having a conversation and splashing. And he casts light back onto Lady Gilda's mitts and drops the pebble <laughs> on the ground. The other thing to note about the well as well is that the, the bucket and rope that would have been attached here are gone. But there is a metal anchor um, in the ceiling above. That would uh, that would that should be sufficiently strong enough to tie a rope to. If, should you feel like descending down? Uh, no. Yeah, big if on that one. <laughs> okay. I think I'd sooner deal with the purple worm corpse. Yeah, I detected magic, but I haven't seen anything magical yet. Correct. Uh, just the potion. Duh. Good call. Yeah. Okay. Um. He looks out to the hall and says, "Do you think?" those barricades are to keep people from coming in the door or to keep people out. Instead of finding out, how about we take a look at the double doors and maybe find a stairway up and then that can be our first adventure on our way back in. Alright. Don't need to tell me twice. As you step out, Tulak, you start to hear a noise coming from the northern door from behind that barricaded door. Oh shit, okay. What does it sound like? It sounds like a voice, like someone's weak, weakly hollering through the door. Like like every seven days? Huh? Oh, no. 
It's a hominid yes, joke. Once a it week, was real good. Someone hollers it. through the door. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I hate you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Tulak grabs out to them and says, Shh, stop for a second. And moves back towards the door and attempts to listen. Someone's all out there. Hello? Someone? Hello? You get a bit closer to her and you can hear it's in common. Hello? There's someone out there. I hear you. Who are you? Oh, name's, name's Theed. Can you open the door, please? Who is it? Where are you from? Are you from Otari? Yes, are you from Otari? Uh, do I believe him? Yeah, what is the sense motive check? It's perception. You feel like... It sounds believable, but you okay. you don't know what to believe. Yeah, because you, you, you've, you've got nothing to go on. I call out to Lady Gilda. I think we should open this door, but be at the ready. And then he turns back towards the door. We're going to open this door now. If you pull any funny business, believe me, you will die here and now. We take no chances. Uh, she draws a rapier out of the, the gear that we just found. And, and or... Do you want me to hand you the axe? Um, the axe is pretty badass. Yeah, the axe is two-handed, though. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. If they're hostile and weak, she could theoretically just grab them, and she can't, like, grab or trip with, with uh, both hands taken up. Got it. I mean, you you can... I mean, you could always quickly draw, uh, drop the axe, too, right? If you need to. But, yeah. Yeah, no, but with you, the rapier, she's got a hands free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it has the disarm trait, so... Oh, fair enough. Tulak removes the boards barricading the door. Okay. And it takes a little bit of effort on a couple of them, but they're not like nailed in or anything. And the door is ready to be opened. You crack it. And you see a room with alcoves uh, that might have once been storerooms, but the stone shelves are all empty and the room smells foul. And there are three emaciated men just wearing pants and nothing else and one of them is right by the door and kind of peers around and looks oh thank the gods and he peeks at you Lady Gilda and in a bit of uh, bewilderment and kind of like looks around Lady Gilda and spots Physic says Physic is that you? Oh, gods be praised. Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at unchartednorth.ca, patreon.com slash unchartednorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.